go. All right. The John Curley, Sherry Elliger Show, starring Sherry Elliger. Sherry not here today. Back in here on Monday. Jack Stein's got the big job of filling the huge gloves of Sherry Elliger. Get him in here. All right. Wow. Ready to go. Got the John Curley, Sherry Elliger Show sweatshirt on. You look good, Jack. Mm-hmm. All right, you ready? I'm ready. This sweatshirt's a bit big, though, John. You gave me uh, you gave me your size. We only have one is, size, you know, one I'm... size. That's all our listeners are very large. John, I... <laughs> all right. Hey, we shot down a balloon. What do you know? So mm-hmm. the Pentagon shoots down a balloon, a high-flying object over Alaska. Um, and you wonder... Why this one? So what else do we know about it? Was it the same type of balloon that was flying over uh, previously? Well, it's described as an object flying at an altitude of 40,000 feet. And uh, according to, uh, I can never remember the guy's uh, real name or his his title, but John Kirby, he came out and he oh, was yeah. saying out, out of an abundance of caution and at the recommendation of the Pentagon, President Biden ordered the military to down the object. And they did it, and it came inside our territorial waters, and those waters right now are frozen. It's, they say it's about the size of a car, so uh-huh. it's not as large as the other spy balloon, which I, I was a big fan of personally. I thought it was a beautiful spy balloon, and so this mm-hmm. one apparently is much smaller and not as oh. cool. Okay. Well, it, this is uh, from, I think, the 28th of January. Um, this is your, so here's the interesting thing when I saw this. So this is your state Senator from Alaska, um, basically talking to Lieutenant Douglas Sims and some other people that were there. I don't know what their pronouns. I know that's important for uh, the defense department, but she was asking. He said, Ms. Dalton, that the clear message here, we, we sent a clear message to the PRC when we shot this down in our sovereign waters. Seems to me the clear message to China is we got free range in Alaska because they're not they're going to let us cruise over that until it gets to more sensitive areas. Tell me tell me where the sensitive areas are. All right. So obviously she's upset. This is from January 28th. When you know. So why were you let them fly over Alaska? They came over Alaska. And then they flew all through Montana, all the way across. And then, of course, we were most concerned with our friends in the Virgin Islands. That's where we shot it down over. It was heading over <laughs> South Carolina, over the waters. So this is the 20th of January. So this is your Lieutenant, uh, uh, Lieutenant General Douglas Sims, again, unaware of his pronouns. But he uh, explains the reason they didn't shoot it over Alaska. Although Alaska is in places not as inhabited as other places, it is inhabited. And at, at that time, we didn't understand through the modeling, if we shot that, what it would do on the ground. Ultimately, it came back to maybe a 20 mile by 20 mile uh, piece of ground. And without being able to clear that, it, we, we wouldn't do that in combat, sir. And I think in this case, we certainly didn't want to take that chance with Alaskans or any other Americans uh, throughout the flight path. Okay, so they don't shoot it down when it's flying over Alaska the first time because out of abundance of caution. But when this one comes over Alaska, they shoot this one down. Do they shoot this one down Mm. because it's smaller or do they shoot this one down because they screwed up so badly the first time? 
I guess we won't know, but let's the last. And again, this is these cuts are from the 28th of January. Again, your senator from. Alaska. I think that the American public deserve more than they have seen in terms of transparency about why why this spy balloon was allowed to spend two days over our waters and over the state of Alaska, the state that is the guardian for everybody else. And you're saying that at that time, at that time, there was not a threat to Alaska citizens or or assets that we have and that the risk assessment rose later as it was coming into into the rest of the the lower 48 there you know at at, at what point at what point do we say a surveillance balloon a spy balloon coming from china is is a threat to our sovereignty it should be the minute the minute it crosses the line and that line is alaska so that was yesterday's um hearing and then today a balloon comes in and they shoot this one down so maybe they missed it the first time or whatever the reason was that they were not shooting it down the first time, then they let it fly over. I like the fact that they're like, well, we were watching it. Yeah, you're watching it. You're watching it, as they said, <laughs> watching it do whatever it needed to do. It wasn't a weather yeah. balloon, right? <laughs> well, I mean, John, I'm of two minds about this. This could either Uh-oh. be, in my humble opinion, I think this might be just legitimately a Chinese weather balloon that got caught up in the in the Gulf Stream and and ended mm-hmm. up floating over the United States, or okay. it's a psyop by the United States government to distract people, or or maybe it's a military exercise wow. or something like that. Or I I'm pretty Alex Jones on this. I don't buy yeah, the are. idea that the, <laughs> I don't buy the idea that this the Chinese spy balloon in any way, shape, or form is something that we need to worry about or be concerned about. I think that it's silly that we're afraid of technology that the Wright brothers wouldn't touch. It is uh, bizarre to me that we've spent so much time analyzing, talking about, and worrying about something that probably the United States sent up on its own or is just an innocuous weather balloon from the Chinese, from the CCP that just lost its course and floated over the United States. Hmm, Wow. Can you have a third mind on this, that the Chinese are spying on America and the Chinese want to see how much they can get away with? Well, they already do that, though, John. Like, uh, there was an article, or there's a new, bunch of news stories. You go back and look this up. It's from about three, four years ago when the Chinese launched a bunch of satellites that, according to the Pentagon, had the ability to detect divots on golf balls from space. Yeah. So yeah. why is it? Why is it that the Chinese government, who has this technology that is uh, um, unbelievable, it's magic. You can see golf balls from space. You're telling me then that they're using technology that five-year-olds use. It doesn't make any sense, right? If they already know that the nuclear arsenal is in Billings, Montana, and they already know that we have all this stuff, and they've already got operatives uh, who are having relations with members of Congress, i.e. Eric mm-hmm. Swalwell, if, if we have all of I. this e. going Hunter on. I.e. Hunter Biden, i.e. Joe Biden. Right. You got Joe Biden who's got real estate contracts through his son in China. If, if we, we've already got all this stuff, why a weather balloon? 
unless unless and this is where I get Alex Jonesy on this, unless the United States government thought to themselves, well, maybe we should show the American people what we can actually do. You know, I don't know for what reason they would do it, but I think you get where I'm, I'm going with this. It seems uh-huh. like a psyop going into and, Cuckoo John, Town. I'm not nor- <laughs> Sorry. Welcome I'm to not Cuckoo normally- Town. <laughs> By the way, normally, you, maybe you're talking yeah. about the Thunderhead balloon system. A military outpost stands with a mission to provide intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance over denied airspace. Raven Aerostar's Thunderhead balloon systems provide a cost-effective and low-risk platform for ISR capabilities at altitudes above traditional air threats. The local commander deploys several Thunderhead balloon systems from the AT-Ready constellation, carrying sophisticated ISR sensors to the denied airspace. With navigational and duration capabilities of up to months at a time, the Thunderhead balloon systems provide a powerful, persistent surveillance platform at stratospheric altitudes. But wait, there's more. If you order a Thunderhead <laughs> balloon system now, we'll, we'll also give you these mouse pads, um, and these beer cozies. The so this is something that you can buy. The military buys these things. China has these things. Obviously, they've got satellites for one thing. We've got our satellites. They have like a blackbird kind of thing that can hover and be way, way up there. They have similar things. We're spying on them. They're spying on us. They release it. It flies over, comes over, hangs on. It moves around. They know where they're releasing it. It's over Montana, comes back over. It could be a way of testing America to see what their resolve is. China has admitted that it was their balloon. We shot it down. They're all upset that we shot down their balloon. If it was a jet, Russia is constantly testing us. If it was a Chinese jet that had flown into U.S. airspace, we would have taken that thing out or diverted it. And somehow, mm-hmm. somehow this thing comes in, flies all around for what, like eight days or whatever it is. And then finally they decide to shoot it down once it comes over South Carolina and out into the ocean. So here we are, another chance. If this is another Chinese balloon, the question is, why are they doing this? Why are they testing us? What are they trying to see what they can get away with? Um, I'm surprised you kind of go Alex Jones on this one. I thought you would at least see that um, perhaps China is testing to see what they can get away with with somebody uh, like uh, Joe Biden um, in command. Right. But they already, in you know, the thing charge? with Eric Swalwell and that that Chinese, the, the alleged Chinese uh, spy that was he was having relations with. That happened under the Trump administration. So my my assumption here is Who that was controlling are, the house at that point. Oh, uh, man. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Democrats. Who was controlling the house? Oh, Democrats. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So uh, but my my thought here. Oh, and then also the other story that people com- constantly forget about is the the Chinese spy that was driving Diane Feinstein around for 20 years. That's a fun one that went right under the radar. Do you remember hearing about that one? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So in my mind, if the Chinese is pro- if I had to assume the Chinese have probably infiltrated uh, infiltrated a certain amount of the United States government at various levels, maybe all the way up to the very tippy top. And so why then do they need a balloon is the question that I ask the American people. Why then would you need a balloon if you've got files on Joe Biden, you've got files on Donald Trump and you've got files on Who Eric knows? Swalwell. Right. But it, it just it doesn't, why it doesn't make any stuff. sense. Right. And if you've got all those satellites, John, that can see Donald Trump golfing why, and you can see what his handicap is, why then a balloon? It just doesn't make any sense to me unless it was an inside job or unless there is some kind of this is some kind of military operation or some kind of psyop on the American people. I'm not trying to be all Alex Jones about this, but none of this makes any sense whatsoever, John.
Okay. Well, so you will give me that yes. the military uses balloons, yes? Yes. Yes. Okay. So they must use balloons because satellites can only do so much and balloons can do something else. So the Chinese use these balloons and possibly we use them as well. You can buy them from the Thunderhead balloon system. So we <laughs> must buy them as well. Somebody produces them for some cause, some reason, right? You got a right. salad fork and a regular fork. You got the salad fork and the other, whatever the reason is, you have two different forks. But apparently this second tool, a balloon is used for something that the satellite can't do. So we know this. We know that the thing entered, came across Aleutian Islands. We know it came across Alaska. We know it hung, we, it hung over Montana for a while and it flew across the United States. We did nothing, 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 nothing. Joe Biden says that he told him to shoot it down on Wednesday. Prior to it being shot down, I think it was on a Saturday. We also know that uh, Blinken was supposed to go to China, but then canceled. None of the timeline quite adds up. For whatever reason, they were hesitant to shoot it down. They're also hesitant. There is something going on with the United States and China in that China and the United States, the up at the top, there must be something that they have this sort of standoff with one another. The reason the United States doesn't continue to push harder to find out about Wuhan and the, and the virus uh, there and that they have debate. Well, we guess we'll never know. Why not? They're, why they're not pushing harder? I don't know. Because maybe China's like, listen, you, we've got stuff on you. You've got stuff on us. We'll just simply mm. call it a draw on this and move on to the next story. Whatever it is, there are uh, investigations going on right now between the connections between China and Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. Why does the big guy get 10%? Who is the big guy, by the way? Um, wh- who is the big guy and 10% of what? 10% of the money that was supposed to be coming in uh, from an arrangement with China. This stuff is coming out. We're starting to find out more about it. Who, again, is the big guy? Because don't forget, Hunter said we need to hold back 10% for the big guy. That's from his laptop that the FBI has had since December of 2019 is the big guy, Joe Biden. We know that Hunter was getting 50 percent, but we also knew there was going to be a piece held back for the big guy. Maybe eventually we'll find out why China is giving money to Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden is holding back 10 percent. So this is all a big, big mess. Whether we ever find out what all this stuff is coming from, we'll never know. Again, I sound like Alex Jones as well at this point. I hate you. My <laughs> listeners hate you. We've got that great cut, great drop from, from Alex Jones. But in this case, here we are a day before your Alaska senator saying, why didn't you shoot it down? The general uh, Douglas Sims, I don't know what his pronoun, I guess I, I, I'm assuming him and he, uh, he, at that point, just yesterday, we weren't so sure we couldn't shoot it down because we didn't know if anybody else would get hurt. But this one, they were able to shoot down. And I guess they're going to be able to retrieve this and we'll find out um, if it's a little smaller than the other one. But we'll get a better idea of what they were looking for. So just... Some news to bring everybody up to speed on. There you go. By the well, way, I'm doing this, sh- yeah, but John- doing this show over at Andy's house because uh, I, I can't have so much noise over at mine. I've got a great picture. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to Chris as well. It shows you the, the glamour of where I do the show from to the John Curley Sherry Elliker show. I'll send that over. And uh, Chris, make sure you post that, would you? I hate right. you. My listeners hate you. And remember that scumbag <laughs> forever. You like that, huh? There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Here's my picture of... There's Andy. There you go. No, I tell you, I had surgery. There you go. All right. Let's see. 
Speaking of great photos, and I've got that camera that is trained on the Beacon Plumbing traffic desk. Look at that. Look at you adding all these little toys. Remember, who's that judge? Was there a, who was the judge that during the O.J. Simpson trial? Remember he kept adding all these, like, bobbleheads and all that other stuff up there? Remember that during that whole thing? Anybody with me on this? Anybody? Anyone? Anybody O.J. Simpson? No? No. Lito. Judge <laughs> I think Lito. I was four, John. <laughs> okay. You know what? Screw you. All right. I hate you. I hate you. My listeners hate you. Alex, do you agree? Do, Alex, do you hate... Do you hate... Uh, uh, you hate Jack Stein, too? Alex? I am a dog, in fact. Okay, that's not <laughs> helping. Here we go. By the way, Andrew, have that dump button ready to go because we will be talking about the big game, and I think uh, Jack or myself might slip at some point and mm-hmm. call it something mm-hmm. else other than the big game. My finger's mm-hmm. on the trigger. I'm ready to go. Got it. You caught me <laughs> last time. All right, because it's... I don't know what the fine is on this thing. We get these emails every year. Please don't call it what it's calling it. It's a, it's a patent. All right. Uh, the American people recent survey had seen that the amount of trust in the FBI has declined further. I don't know if we're as bad as we were during J. Edgar Hoover, where the FBI was spying on all sorts of Americans. But they're doing it again. An FBI agent has leaked a memo um, saying, well, the FBI is out looking for new domestic terrorists that are going to be tied to the white supremacists. And where are they coming from, Jack? What should we be looking for? Catholics. The Oh, oh they got us. They, oh, <laughs> they got the FBI it. got us. They got us. They got you, Nancy Pelosi, Joseph Biden, all you Catholics, John Curley, is the, is the people they're looking out for. Now, in particular... And about, about a Catholic. billion more of us, about a billion yes. more. But these aren't just any Catholics. <laughs> these are Catholics like my dad always insisted on wanting to do the Latin masses because he knew all mm-hmm. the words because he was an altar boy. So the FBI and the memo that has gone out that was leaked, they were looking for Catholics that did not ex- that have decided to stay with the Latin mass and not go with Vatican II which got rid of the Latin mass and turned the priest around and a whole bunch of other stuff. What were the FBI, why Why were they tipped off on this one, and what were they hoping to find? Well, they got a memo that's called Radical Traditionalist Catholics. They're basically mm-hmm. talking about the threat that they posed as a potential recruiting ground for ethnically motivated right-wing extremism. So mm-hmm. what doesn't make any sense about this, though, John, is that if, if you look at – I do a lot of research into white supremacists. It's a kind of a, a hobby of mine. I find it to be uh-huh. fascinating how these people are so nasty and so disgusting – and I just from a from an anthropological standpoint, I like to analyze it from a cultural standpoint. I like to analyze it. Uh-huh. If you go and you and you look at most white supremacist groups, neo-Nazis, Patriot Front, so on and so forth, they don't like Catholics. They no. don't like them at all because they see the pope as not being a conduit for God's word. And so they believe it to be some kind of subjugation of true Christian values. Now, I don't think that. But these white supremacists think that. So mm-hmm. when the FBI says we need to start looking out for radical traditionalist Catholics, I'm curious why why not? But there are already I'm at a loss for words. There are already groups out there that have names and they have organizations around them and they and they do terrible things. Why not focus on the ones that we know about rather than a mass that chooses to give the what is it called what's the speech called in 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 catholic church john i don't know i'm not catholic what's it called the the speech 
the end of the way he gets up there and he you know omni patri that whole thing what's that called doesn't have a homily? name the homily <laughs> no not yes, the homily thank you no but it's a it's it's your traditional blessings the the okay blessing thank you like why okay, would you fine. go after why would you go after people who prefer to listen to a traditional blessing versus the groups that we already know about the neo-fascist groups that we already know about it doesn't make any sense to me well uh what the fbi did is they took an article from uh salon uh, the atlantic and then the hyper-politicalized southern poverty law center and then they decided that they were going to investigate because we're trying to find out is if we can get some then they wanted to recruit some fbi agents to go into these churches and sit through the long Latin masses uh, and watch the consecration of the host and the rest, and then report back. It's in these churches that these they're being radicalized, right? Um, it was, I think, in 2000, uh, 20, uh, 2001 to about 2008, the FBI decided, hey, we're going to go in there and start to go into these mosques and start to find they're radicalizing in some of these mosques. Then they stopped that. They said, eh, you know, it looks bad. So in this case, the FBI decides, oh, we're going to find these white supremacists, and we think they're in these churches because we've read these articles from these uh, left-wing um, opinion pieces. So nobody – by the way, I looked at Washington Post doesn't have the story. New York Times doesn't have the story. Uh, it's right. just sort of floating around on the fringes and the left. I assume they're not going to cover it. But it's just one more example how the FBI, as corrupt as it is, decides, hey, let's do this. Get a couple of FBI agents, send them into these things, have them become friends with people. Then let's watch the social media. We'll follow them on social media, see where they are. Possibly we could maybe get a judge if we lie to this judge. We might be able to wiretap and be able to find out what's being said at these Latin masses so we can find these radicalized white supremacists. You're right. You know, the white supremacists, let's go with the top KKK. I don't know how many guys are still left hanging around doing that. At the top of the list of the KKK, the people they hated the most, number one, Catholics. And two of the reasons, mm -hmm. one, they didn't like the fact that their leader was in another country, Rome. They didn't trust the Pope, right? And they felt as if the Catholics are horrible people and because they follow somebody in another country. These are these narrow-minded little, these imbeciles that have this idea, this white supremacist stuff, KKK, yes. and the rest of the groups yeah. that you had mentioned, right? But the FBI, again, on the hunt. This is the same group of people, the same FBI that went to that Catholic guy's house with his seven kids. And I think they said there were anywhere between 12 and the wife said 20 FBI agents with uh, automatic uh, uh, assault or, uh, guns and knocking at this guy's door at like six o'clock in the morning, coming into his house and arresting him because he was out in front of an abortion clinic more than a year ago got into it with this guy uh, who was screaming at his 12-year-old kid, uh, saying horrible things about his father. So he then got in front of the guy, pushed the guy back, the guy fell down, and then filed a suit against him, a civil suit against Mark Hawk. And um, then it was dismissed out of court. But then the FBI decided to go to this guy's house, grab him, arrest him in front of his kids, and drag him out anywhere between 12 and 20 FBI agents, and then take him and arrest him based upon you cannot stop somebody from entering an abortion clinic. This guy was not doing that, and it, the case was thrown out within six days. We know that the FBI is after particular people, 
They have been, I believe, they have been weaponized through the DOJ to make sure that we're sending a very clear signal to anybody who doesn't fall in line with what you're supposed to believe when it comes to abortion, LGBTQ, um, and a few other things, immigration. They say that these people that's, that celebrate the Latin Mass, these Catholics, don't like LGBTQ um, ideology. They don't agree with abortion. They don't like what's happening with the immigration policy. So therefore, because they're out of line and out of step with the Biden folks, let's go in there and let's find out whether or not they are being radicalized. So there you go. Yeah, in the, By the way, the, you won't see that story in the here. Seattle Times. That won't be in the Times. <laughs> that won't be in the Post or New York Times. They're just wait for that story to simply go away. FBI infiltrating Catholic masses to be able to spy on Catholics. That's the story. Yeah, and the language here is pretty concerning as well. Containing the threat posed by Catholics can be accomplished by cultivating sources and assets within the Catholic Church itself. That's, I mean, if I read that about any other church, John, I don't care what somebody's denomination, if I read that about a Muslim church or a, a, a Christian church or whatever it is, I would say that that's highly offensive in every single way, shape, and form, right? It's pretty pretty tough to read. I didn't think, I thought the Bill of Rights protected us from this sort of thing, but I guess not. All right, um, there's Nate getting people home, getting them around on a Friday because everybody's getting ready for the big game coming up on Sunday. By the way, the Eagles are going to win that thing. Said, so, oh, you don't even know, you don't even need a seven dick dip layer dip, bean dip, because you're not even going to get through all seven layers. That's how the game's going to be like, you know, whatever. My Philly guy. All right. John Curley, Sherry Ellicott Show. Just when you thought it was safe to hug a cow. Not so fast, everybody. <laughs> Not in India. I didn't realize this was going on. Seattle Times has picked up this story that the um, in India, Hindu hardliners would raid shops selling Valentine's Day items, burning cards and gifts, and chasing hand-holding couples out of the restaurants and parks, insisting the day promotes pr- uh, promiscuity. Uh, Hindu national groups um, said that it raided to help reset the uh, Hindu identity. And mm. but. And somebody came up with the idea. I have an idea. It's Valentine's Day. So go out and, quote, unquote, hug uh, cow hug day to better promote the Hindu values. Huh. Uh, I, I'm going to do this in a couple hours, John. I got me a tri-tip. I went to Whole Foods. They had tri-tip on sale. <laughs> got me a tri-tip. And I'm going to be hugging that thing directly into my mouth in about four and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> so Whole thing. thing in, 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 in India, so the Hindus, the, the cow is sacred. They stop slaughtering cows. So cows roam around. And everybody, so the Hindus like the cows, but then the Hindus, traditionalists, don't like Valentine's Day. So don't mix the two together. You know, if you want to hug a cow, hug a cow on your own, but don't include it into Valentine's Day. I guess that was the dilemma that they had, right? Yeah, now I'm just depressed, John, because now I'm realizing that, you know, ever since I got divorced, it's like, <laughs> this is going to be my first Valentine's Day. <laughs> it's nothing to do. I'm going to have to call you and Nick and, and hug you guys. Hug a, hug a cow. Go hug a cow. <laughs> I'm going to have to hug a cow. Maybe I'll text my ex-wife and say, hey, do you want to come over? Have some tri-tip. 
the by the way, don't be talking about eating tri-tip. We're talking about the Hindu religion and the sacredness I'm of sorry. the cow. I'm but, sorry. And I don't even following. Um, wait, wait. Do you actually? Did you actually celebrate Valentine's Day with the, with the with the missus? Yeah. Why yeah. wouldn't Why wouldn't I? It was a lovely. It was a lovely thing that we did for many years before you know she you know did the thing where she you know just leaves you. <laughs> so. Wow. Andy, where's that wall yeah. sound? Listen, the... <laughs> there you go. It's a con- it's a contrived holiday. It's a made up holiday for- to sell you stuff and and make you pay like a hundred bucks for a dozen roses. Don't get sucked into this. Well, I never did roses, John. But we, you know, we did other. You know, have a nice dinner. You, you know, obviously not beef because we, you know, mm-hmm. but we would we'd have a nice and enjoyable Valentine's Day, you know, together and. Now I'm just going to have it with my cats. It's going to be me and my, and I'll call you for sure, John, because I don't have any friends. So Andrew, hit, it. <laughs> hit it, Andrew. I'll call you. And then uh, that'll be my Valentine. You can be my Valentine. Uh, no, I don't want to hear. Don't call me. Don't come anywhere near me. You and your cats. And I'll get a big thing of cheap piece of frozen meat cooking all day. As my mom used to describe it, try tip things. I, I do think it is uh it's fascinating that they they do want you to like the cow, but just don't like the cow on Valentine's Day. And if you have been if yeah. you've been following the show, I am very close, I would say within about a week of buying my two cows. Wow. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna name them? Oh, my two cows is an album I was waiting to come out. It's uh <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I think no. I no, think, uh, I'm going to get the, the yeah. S- Scottish Highland, the long furry ones. I thought Betty Lou and Susie Lou or something like that. So I'm buying the fencing for it, getting the cows ready wow. to go. And then my neighbor's like, you know, the cougar's going to eat that. Every, every Everything I come up with, every neighbor's like, yeah, cougar's going to eat that. Like every idea I have, yeah, cougar's going to eat it. Uh, that, that sounds like some mountain man nonsense. That doesn't sound like if I, the cows are pretty big. Cattle are pretty big. I don't think a cougar would want to try to take down two of them in a pen at the same time. I, I'm getting the little cute ones. Mm, okay. Oh, the little you're getting little tiny, little short, little yeah, about the little size of my cats guys. kind of cow. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. That's not so good. <laughs> I'll send you over the video of the guy that raises these things. And um, so then the one person says, "Well, then you got to get a llama protect the the cows." But how does a llama scare away a cougar? But apparently, I guess at like cougar conventions, that the picture of the llama comes up on the PowerPoint. They're like, "Guys, I got to be honest with you. You don't want to mess with this thing." But llamas are the <laughs> things to protect the sheep and the goat. I'm like, well, you're a llama with the weird hair and the big yeah, eyes. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, makes anyway, perfect sense. It does in the cougar world. 